Welcome to the Audit Podcast, the number one podcast for the audit profession. Be sure to check the show notes for all of our social media channels and to sign up for the Audit Podcast newsletter. Now, here's your host, Trent Russell. This podcast is sponsored by Green Skies Analytics, where they do everything tech-related, but only for internal audit. Although compliance and risk management, y'all are cool too, so feel free to check it out also. To find out more, please visit greenskiesanalytics.com, but it's more likely that you're just going to Google it. So to find out more, please Google Green Skies Analytics. This podcast is also brought to you by AuditBoard, the leading cloud-based platform transforming how enterprises manage risk. AuditBoard's integrated suite of easy-to-use audit, risk, and compliance solutions streamlines internal audit, SOX compliance, risk management, and security compliance. Automate processes and improve execution with AuditBoard's purpose-built solution, which is designed to address the most pressing challenges of today's practitioners. Experience the latest in audit, risk, and compliance technology. Visit AuditBoard.com to schedule your product walkthrough to see AuditBoard's award-winning platform in action today. The reason I'm doing this solo episode, I'd never really planned on doing it. I'd much rather get other folks and ask their expert opinions and then just like piggyback off that or give my thoughts um, based on theirs or or even just like coming up with what I consider really good questions is something that I've you know found interesting and something that I enjoy doing. So that's why I've, I've yet to do a just a solo episode. But I was talking to Dan Clark. He was on episode 26. And it's after we got done recording um, and we we're just kind of shooting the breeze and I told him this story and he said, that's really good. You need to tell people that. And so from that, I said, all right, well, during the holidays, I don't want to bug people about, uh, you know, coming on the show or anything like that. So we'll try to uh, bang out a, uh, the solo episode over the holidays and, um, and hopefully people find some value in it. But the story is, is kind of a not really a motivational talk. I'm certainly like, you're not going to confuse me with some kind of motivational speaker. Uh, that's for sure. So I did want to add um, some value into it in, in another way, in another area that I uh, consider myself to have an expertise in, and that is in the data analytics world. Um, and so a thing that I hear a lot from people um, is how, like, how do we get started with analytics in our group? And so I just wanted to speak to that briefly. We've hit on some of it, um, Colleen Nuff, who was on uh, a few episodes ago, she was fantastic in giving some like actionable advice on how to move up the analytics maturity model. So that is to say, like wherever you are right now, take a you know a step forward, um, take a leap forward, and getting analytics embedded in your in your audit program. So that's a, a good one to check out. But um, so some of this might be rehashing what she said or, or what we discussed. But it's also a few other things I wanted to wanted to hit on. Um, so actually finding the person in your analytics group or, or within your audit group to do analytics and some of the mistakes that I've seen over the years from people trying to do that and failing absolutely miserably in some cases. And probably the biggest mistake and just the, the uh, pet peeve of mine that I see when I just like, you know, you probably heard me ask the question sometimes to the guests, like if you could just grab every auditor by the shoulders and shake them and tell them like, just do this thing, what would it be? And I think if I asked myself that question relative to analytics, it would be, um, do not just go buy the tool and expect everyone in your group to learn how to use the tool or to suddenly become an analytics expert um, or, or even over time become an analytics uh, expert. Like it's, it's not gonna happen. It's a skill set that you have to learn. 
Uh, I've seen a group of about 10 and I was talking to the chief audit executive about their strategy and the roadmap. And they said, yeah, we, you know, we got to approve this budget. We got to approve for it. So, you know, we're going to go buy the tool and um, this is the tool we're going to get and everybody's going to get a license and everybody's going to have uh, kind of ownership over these given cost centers and they're going to own it and they're going to do the data analytics around that. Um, and I said, that's great and wonderful and everything. I'm happy for you to get the budget, but that's not going to work. Like there's no way all 10 of those people are going to be at the same level of proficiency to be able to execute um, the same types of analytics across, you know, each one. Um, I said a little nicer than that, but they decided to, to do it their way. And it's been about a year now. And I don't think anyone on that team is using the tool even a little bit. Um, so that is something that I, that I, I cannot stress enough is don't just go out and buy the tool, especially for everybody on your team. That's, it's not going to work years and years and years ago. There was, uh, some tools that the licenses were cheap enough that you could, you could do that. Like I'm talking less than 1500 bucks and a team of 15 could have it. And it's a, you know, a kind of a, a world-class tool, but that's not the case anymore. Um, the world-class tools specifically to audit or, you know, run around $5,000 to license. So um, something to consider, obviously there are even free. So the most popular analytics tools in the entire world, um, Python and R, they're both free, but the freer they are, the more difficult they are to learn. So um, that's definitely something to consider. But so when you're finding the person, that's where I would start the person in your group. Um, to be the analytics expert or maybe a handful, depending on, you know, the size, look for the person that's the Excel nerd. Like if there's someone that you send stuff to, to do the, you know, the Excel work, um, or that when you're reviewing work papers, you can tell they are at least the best Excel person. Um, and they're probably the best, not because they're, they're just brainiacs or, or geniuses or anything, but they just have a natural curiosity, um, to do the work like in Excel, they have, you know, something I've been saying recently is it tickles their brain. So like, that's what happens to me when I start doing like an analytics project, it just tickles my brain. It makes my brain happy. Like there's a dopamine drip in my brain that makes me want to continue doing it. Um, so that's something where you can start is if you have that person, um, invest some resources into them to get them trained up. Um, tool wise, you can get for a lot of them, and they're similar enough uh, that if you know one, you can apply it, the the concepts to the other one. So there's plenty of free trials out there for all these analytics tools. I don't think it's a secret like what the tools are. Although you know, I'm not I'm not going to mention them, but um, I guess if if you want to know, if you don't know, maybe it is a secret to you. <laughs> if you want to know, I can certainly tell you um, some tools to look into. And you can uh, sign, sign up for the free tutorials. I know some of them are 14 days long. So that's plenty of time. If you allow that person the time to actually do it. So say, hey, look, we got 14 days on this thing. We're going to set aside your, you know, your day-to-day -day audit work. Um, and you can, you know, learn how to use a tool. And let's see, you know, what, what you got. And if it makes sense to buy this one or maybe go with another one or something to, to that extent. If you don't have that, you know, Excel person, then just ask the team, like, Hey, is anybody interested in learning analytics? Uh, sometimes when I give trainings, I'll just ask, you know, with <laughs> room of a hundred people, Hey, does anybody actually care about like learning analytics or like, we just kind of here for the CPE or something. And, and some people speak up and that, you know, more than happy to talk to them more afterwards and say, here's like an actual plan 
to follow, to learn how to do this. And it's something that has kind of just been coming up recently. I had literally today, somebody reached out there, some kind of financial analyst and said, Hey, I'm looking for a career change, similar, more similar to what you're doing. Do you mind talking to me about how to do that? And like, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll be glad to help. I talked to somebody just before the holiday break that dabbles in Tableau. It's not what they do full-time at their full-time job, but, um, they basically said, look, I, I, my brain tickles when I do this. And so I want to do it more. I do not know where to start. There's so many, you know, just even tool wise, like, where do you start with this stuff? How do you learn it? Um, how do you learn it? This person also wants to move to a different, a different industry, different field. Uh, so how do you learn it and then be able to speak to it or like present it on your resume and, and, and those kinds of things. But anyway, and so like, I'm glad to, to talk to people through that and walk them through how to like develop the skill set itself. But um, just ask, just ask the people on your team, does anybody want to do this? And then from there, you know, give them some of those free resources. Like we talked about, do the free trials, like vendors will give you free stuff. I don't know if that's a secret or not, but, um, as one, I can tell you, I'll give you some free stuff, uh, up to a, point, you know, up to a point. Um, so just ask, ask for the, ask for the, the demos, ask for the, the free trials, uh, when your free trial runs out, just say, Hey, you know what? We had some stuff come up. Can you, you mind extending that trial, um, for another you know week or 14 days or whatever. And a lot of times they'll do that. So, um, something to consider there. If nothing else, this is what I'll tell people. If you, if you, for whatever reason, you're, you're not going to go like hardcore, uh, or, or analytics type person, uh, within your group, take 30 minutes, Google pivot tables, in Excel and figure out how to use pivot tables and then grab what I call desktop data. So just like data that you typically have on your desktop, maybe you have like some AP stuff laying around some P card, uh, something like that. That's pretty common, especially something that is common like that, that you can just search for, you know, AP analytics, find them, see what they are, try them out uh, in Excel. A lot of times pivot tables will get you a pretty decent answer or will at least lead you down a path to, to kind of find the answer. Because a lot of what analytics is, it's you know functions, so like cleaning the data and things like that. Uh, combining data from maybe two different tables. So if we're thinking Excel, it's got like a you know, VLOOKUP type situation and then aggregating the data. So again, in Excel, the example I give is pivot tables. And so the value in doing that from like the beginning of the audit. So you're about to kick off the audit. Hey, look, just send me your desktop data, AP people. Look, I just need, you know, vendors, uh, amounts, invoice numbers, invoice dates, whatever scope. It's not a huge deal. Just give me something that I can kind of play with and, and work with and, um, basically throw it into a pivot table and come back and ask you some questions. And that's going to be huge just right there. If you're not doing anything else, at least do that. That should be the bare minimum, uh, depending on these various, analytics maturity models that you see. If I built one, that would be it. Like that's ground zero. Everyone can do that piece of it. And you can do that at the very beginning of the audit, which is very powerful. Um, I was talking about, you know, kickoff meeting, then get the data. But what I recommend is get the data before you even have the kickoff meeting. Cause like I said, it's desktop data. So it's not that difficult for the, the, the client to give to you. And so being able to do that, you can go ahead and look at it, throw it in a pivot table, play around with it, look at, you know, the top 10, whatever, the bottom 10, whatever, the highest spenders, the lowest spenders, um, the largest transaction, things like that. And then when you go into the actual kickoff meeting, say, hey, you know, we look at that data and we noticed this, this and this. Can you help us understand what that means? And they're going to appreciate 
the crap out of that because it shows that you are interested in actually helping them. And it's not just, uh, well, here's audit again to, you know, to bust us and try to find, you know, where we have a, a, a rounding error somewhere or, you know, whatever the, the case is. So um, something to consider there. Ultimately though, what I find more often than not, and when I was talking about the, the group that had 10 people and they're all gonna do analytics and I said, it's just, I don't think it's gonna work. It's because it's hard. It's not easy. Uh, it's not an easy skill set to develop. For me, I just happen to really enjoy it, like I said. So I have no problem spending the time learning how to do it. Uh, the analogy I give, I don't think I've talked about this on the show, but I know I've talked about it before, is it's like learning a new instrument. So like just think about within your your group, your department. If your your boss came to you and said, hey, look, Everybody, like everybody wants to know how to play the guitar or like the piano or something like I've got a, one of the first things I ever bought after uh, my first paycheck as an intern. So like the first legit amount of money I ever got was a guitar because I was, you know, alone in Memphis. I didn't know anybody. I was like, yeah, I'll just buy a guitar. I'll learn a guitar. You know, I'm not going to go out every night or anything. I don't have a lot to do. I'll just learn how to play a guitar. I know nothing about that guitar. It is so freaking hard to play the guitar that I lasted like a week and then just never picked it up. I basically keep it, keep it around. So when my, um, a friend of mine flies into town, he tunes it, he plays it. And that's the only reason I still have it because it's really hard to learn how to do it. Um, analytics is very similar. And so if you think, you know, if your boss came to you and said, Hey, you know, everybody, would want to learn knows, wants to know how to, you know, play guitar, play piano, something like that. We all have like this inner rock star in us. I'm going to buy you an instrument. The company is going to buy you an instrument, whatever you want. We're going to send you out. Uh, we're going to get you private lessons with somebody for a week. When you come back to work, you can even like, we'll give you time to practice playing that instrument uh, during working hours. Odds are, you know, you're going to go, you're going to be motivated about it. When you're up there, you're going to come back, you're going to be motivated. And slowly as time goes on, you're going to play it less and less and less and less because it gets hard. You might do something very easy to begin with. I, this is maybe where the, <laughs> the instrumental analogy ends because I don't even know what that is tabs maybe or something like that seems familiar but so maybe you know like a, a chord or something you learn it two or three chords and you think oh that's cool and then you get into like the real meat of it and you're like this is way too difficult I'm I'm not going to do this um, and so that's again with analytics it's very similar like there's a point where um, okay, this is this is easy, especially if you attend like a training. A lot of times the data is super straightforward. You don't have to clean it a ton. It's not frustrating to do. Um, and you get this result at the end. And it's like, oh, that's great. We found fraud or, you know, whatever the case is. It doesn't happen like that in the real world. It's a complete mess. The data is almost always a complete mess. And so getting it into a form where you can actually use it is the part that is a pain. Hey everyone, thank you for continuing to listen to the show. We want to say thank you again to our sponsors over at AuditBoard, the leading cloud-based platform transforming how enterprises manage risk. AuditBoard's integrated suite of easy-to-use audit, risk, and compliance solutions streamlines internal audit, SOX compliance, risk management, and security compliance. Automate processes and improve execution with AuditBoard's purpose-built solution, which is designed to address the most pressing challenges of today's practitioners. Experience the latest in audit, risk, and compliance technology. Visit auditboard.com to schedule your product walkthrough to see AuditBoard's award-winning platform in action today. I guess this is all anecdotal, but it's, I don't know, 80%, I guess, is what I've, I've seen people say. Um, they, an, analytics folks spend 80% of their time cleaning the data, combining the data, 
uh, things like that as a, you know, as opposed to what you would, you think, oh, they're in analytics. They just analyze the data the whole time, but that's, it's not really the case. It's the, the cleaning and, um, oh, hey, we, you know, it looks like we're missing this thing. Do we need this? And asking questions about the data and then the client coming back and saying, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you that for that, you know, 1% of the time, the process works like this. So you're going to have to account for that in the analysis. Um, and so that's what a lot of it is. And that's kind of the, the, uh, the painful point. And I was talking about, you know, if it doesn't tickle your brain, you're pretty much screwed. Uh, otherwise, the only way to do it is through discipline. And this is where the solo episode kind of started. Uh, and talking to Dan, uh, I was telling him this, this story about during quarantine, about my goal into uh, develop more discipline. Um, and so I was telling the story and that's when he said, you should, should tell more people that. So, um, you know, quarantine was, you know, whatever, February, March timeframe, uh, obviously just before that there was Christmas. And then obviously there's no reason anyone should really know this, but my wife's birthday is shortly after that. And we go to the beach for her birthday. We live, you know, four or five hours, uh, depending on the kid's attitude, basically. Um, from the beach. And so we, we go down there pretty often. Her parents are from Illinois. So they snowbird down. We go down for her birthday. It's the NFL playoffs. And so it's too cold to actually go to the beach. So we basically just kind of sit around uh, at a condo and stare at each other. Um, so then following that beach trip, there was quarantine. And again, couldn't leave the house, couldn't do a whole lot. And so Christmas time usually is a time to eat, drink, and be merry. Um, and so that's what I would do. And then we're at the beach. It's the NFL playoffs. There's nothing to do. So I just continued to do that. And then quarantine hit and continued to do the same, maybe minus some of the merry. Um, but it started to take its toll on me. Those three, um, I guess you could say weeks of, of doing that took its toll on me in a, in a bad way. Uh, nothing super crazy, but just to me, I didn't, I didn't like it. And so I knew I needed to stop all of that. And it just so happens that um, someone on LinkedIn had asked this question of what, what thing has made the biggest impact in your life? And I just saw this guy said 75 hard. Um, and so I was like, well, that's interesting. You know, that's all he said. And so I went and looked it, looked it up. It's literally a program for developing discipline. And it is free. I'll put a link in the show notes and, and all that good stuff so you can check it out. Um, but the way it works is for 75 days straight, you have to drink one gallon of water. You have to do two 45-minute workouts. One of them has to be outside. Um, you can't do them back to back. So you do like, you know, one in the morning, one in the evening, something like that. You have to pick a diet of your choosing. Doesn't matter what it is, but it has to be a diet related to your, you know, physical goals. Um, and you have to stick with that every day for 75 days, no cheap meals, nothing like that. You have to read 10 pages of nonfiction every single day for 75 days. And you have to take a progress pick every single day for 75 days. Uh, some people I think like upload their, their progress picks to Instagram and there's some, I guess probably a hashtag 75 hard or something like that to help keep them accountable. But um, I certainly did not do that. Um, you definitely don't have to. And so if you skip or if you miss, or if you falter at any point during that, that time, then you start over. And some of the like more inspiring stories from this, like if, if you go check out some of the info, you'll see people's you know stories and um, the talk about 
how long it took and everything. And like, I think one guy did it like seven times, like he'd make it to day 40, something would happen. He wouldn't cross it off the list, one of his things. And so he started over and it ended up taking like 230 days or, or something crazy like that. Um, so anyway, I said, yeah, that's great. That's, that's what I need. Um, specifically with the diet piece of it was my main kind of motivating factor there. Um, I'd always worked out most of my life. Uh, so that I didn't think that'd be too crazy, difficult to do a gallon of water. That's, you know, I didn't think that'd be too crazy to do 10 pages of nonfiction. I'd done that for the most part. So I didn't think that'd be crazy. And then obviously the progress pick, like that's the easiest thing. Just take a picture of yourself. So, um, I was 23 days into this thing. And again, we were at the beach. So I think it was the first time at the beach. So, you know, the first time away from normal routine and I knew I had to, the only thing I had to do was take a progress picture. That's the only thing I had to left, left to do for the day. So I did the hard stuff. Like I did the two workouts. I did all that stuff. Um, and just had to take a progress picture. And I remember I was in the kitchen, uh, at the beach and I remembered, Oh, I gotta, I gotta cross that off my list and I went to do it. And I went, ah, oh, that lamp's on. Let me go turn the lamp off. So I went and turned the lamp off. And then I was like, I'll, you know, come back and take the progress picture after I turn that lamp off. And then turned the lamp off, got caught up in doing something else and then said, Oh yeah, I gotta go take that progress picture. And so I forget what it was, but I noticed something else um, and said, okay, let me go do this other thing. I'll take the progress picture and then, you know, I'll be done for the day. I woke up the next day. I looked at the list. I did not take the progress picture and I had to start over. Um, and I was on day 23. When you think 23 out of 75, that's not that bad. When you actually think about <laughs> doing that for 23 days though, it was awful. Um, and so I kept going with it though. I uh, just said, you know, hey, we're at the beach yesterday. I bet there's probably a picture of me and my son at the beach. That's probably a progress pick. So I'm not going to just like give up on it right now. And I spent all day. So obviously gyms were closed at this time. So I mostly just like ran and did yoga the whole time. So I went for like a, the 45 minute run. And the whole time I was just thinking, like just arguing with myself, should I count it? Should I not count it? It's just a progress picture. It doesn't matter. It's not even a hard thing. Um, I just, you know, slipped up and wrestled with it for a couple of days, but continuing to do, you know, all the stuff. Uh, and eventually realized by not starting over that I was completely missing the, the point of the program. I said I was gonna do it every single day and I didn't do that thing. And so I, you know, I think it was maybe three or four days after, I said, all right, I'm on day four now or day three or whatever, uh, and kept going. And eventually uh, I took, you know, 2375 it was day 99 is when i was actually able to um eat whatever i wanted to drink whatever i wanted to read any kind of book that i wanted to whatever but the thing that like the lesson from it that i got in terms of um discipline was the the amount of times i would open an email and go eh, i'll get to that later i'm not gonna do that and then completely forget about it or okay i know i need to review that work paper i really don't want to review that work paper right now i'll do that later and then completely forget about it and not do it the amount of times that you know i've said hey i'm i'm gonna i am gonna go to the gym every day or i am not gonna drink anymore for whatever a month or whatever or um i'm gonna eat this certain way for however long and then obviously you know it wouldn't happen and so one reason i wanted to but sorry after that though because i realized that i was you know not doing that 
um, that I would say, Hey, I'm going to do this. And then I wouldn't do it. Um, those little things that I said I would do just the, the flashback to that night and like even seeing that lamp is what, you know, kind of threw me off, um, completely changed, uh, in my brain. So if I saw, you know, something as stupid as this is so stupid, like I, as human beings, this is so stupid that this happens to us, but it does, it's, it happens to all of us, you know, you use a plate, you should put it in the dishwasher. Why would you put it in the sink? <laughs> so, uh, but it's so much easier just to like place it in the dishwasher. So then I would, you know, just put or, or place it in the sink. Um, but I would think back to that lamp and think back to not taking the, the easiest, you know, doing the easiest thing, taking the progress picture and go, dude, all you gotta do is open the dishwasher, put the plate in and you're done. And that little stuff, like it just starts to build so much or that email that you see and you're like, I don't want to reply to that email right now, but then just to go ahead and do it because the lamp would pop in my head. So, um, this being, you know, I was talking about just the timing of this with it being the new year, like it's probably cliche now to say, I'm not going to do uh, a new year's resolution. I probably hear that more than people saying they're actually going to do a new year's resolution, but there is this like sense of starting over, uh, this sense of like motivation to lose whatever, 15 pounds, whatever it is. And obviously eventually it'll die. Um, but with something like that program, if you stick to that, um, being able to recall the, the discipline, is probably the most uh, valuable thing that I, I think I could offer to anyone is, is that suggestion to do that. Because that was, you know, I don't even know now, six months ago. And so I did the whole thing and I took, you know, two weeks off and then could jump right back into it with, with ease and all the stuff that I'd never wanted to do. I hate having to deal with like legal stuff, contract stuff like that. Uh, just do not like having to review those. Um, but to be able to go, look, I know it, it sucks, but if I could do that thing for 99 days, then I can sit here for, and usually, you know, it's only, it only takes like 30 minutes to do the thing that you hate for 30 minutes and do this and I can be done and I can get it off the list. So, um, that's kind of the story. I, you know, don't know how helpful it is. I don't expect, you know, most people to uh, even attempt the 75 hard uh, protocol. It is definitely not easy. Uh, there was times I had to wake up at 4am to do 45 minutes of yoga to take a call um, at 530 in the morning with, you know, somebody overseas when, you know, usually I would wake up, you know, 20 minutes, you know, or hour, two hours after that. So, um, but that kind of stuff just builds and it becomes so much easier to do those things that you don't want to do. And I can't remember who said it, but um, somebody worth a lot of money and <laughs> that would know said with discipline and a little bit of know-how, like you can do pretty much anything because we all know what we need to do. We just rarely do it because or whatever you want to call it, lizard brain, dinosaur brain, croc brain, reptilian brain, there's all different kinds of, of ways of saying it, uh, wants us to, to, you know, not suffer or not have displeasure. And so as soon as that thing clicks in the brain, we go, yeah, I'm not gonna do that. But to be able to like fight through that, then you kind of move it up a level and whatever it was that was difficult to do, um, it's no longer difficult because you fought through it. So, um, so anyway, I hope that is helpful to at least one person. I hear people say things like that. I hope, you know, I hope that just helps one person. If it could just help one person, then it would make my day or whatever, but it really is 
uh, if, if one person does it then, um, and completes it and sees the value in it, then, um, it really would be pretty amazing. Um, and something that I could say, if nothing else, that having the, the podcast and things, um, I hate calling it a platform, but having any kind of platform that anyone uh, listens to and, and takes any kind of advice from, if, if someone did that, then it would be uh, pretty incredible, I think, and something I would be extremely proud about. So, so all right. Um, last two things I will add, and they're very short and sweet, are two apps. <laughs> this is completely unrelated, but there are uh, two things that frustrate me more than anything is trying to find a file on my computer when I can't and trying to remember a password. Two things that I'm going to recommend, I'll put links in the show notes. One is called LastPass. It's a password manager. You just remember one password um, and then stores all your other passwords in there and even will auto-populate a lot of websites for you and like pick a password. It just makes password management very easy. Um, and I, I don't know of any, um, maybe your company blocks it, but it's most likely they don't. And if they do, they probably have their own. So talk to somebody in security and say, Hey, I want like a password manager. What do we have? The other thing is called Listery. I guess that's how you say it. L-I-S-T-A-R-Y. Uh, you hit control, you download it. It's super, super small uh, program. You hit control twice. You start typing uh, anything related to the name of a file and it'll find it anywhere on your laptop. And it has saved me so much stress from trying to dig and find a file and it's much better than hitting the windows key and typing it in and trying to find it there with that said thank you all very much you have no idea how much it means to me when someone shoots me a message on linkedin or an email and it's like dude i love the content keep doing it uh love the podcast uh keep doing it even just a, you know a review anytime i see any kind of review of the podcast or uh any kind of engagement when somebody likes or 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 adds a comment to the you know, the promotional stuff that we put out there on LinkedIn. Um, it means more than I can describe. Thank you. Hey everyone, thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Audit Podcast. Whatever platform you're listening on right now, I'm sure there's a subscribe button somewhere, so please hit the subscribe button there. If you're listening through iTunes or Spotify, feel free to go give us that five-star rating. It only took me about 16 seconds to give myself a five-star review, and it really helps to get future guests to come on the show, so we'd really appreciate that. Lastly, be sure to check out the show notes and follow us on all our social media channels on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and on TikTok. Also, if interested, please sign up for our weekly newsletter from the Audit Podcast. Thank you all. Have a great one.